Do you want to start your DIY investing journey but are intimidated by all the work involved? Passive takes care of all the tedious parts of investing. All you have to do is choose a few stocks or ETFs you want to invest in, and Passive will do the rest. Get notified when your investments need attention and place all your trades with the click of a button. You can even connect multiple accounts to Passive and manage them all in the same place. Be your family's financial superhero and get Passive. Check us out at PassivePassiv.com or click on the link in the description. I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Friday, December 10th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, if you haven't gotten sick of me yet, we are on day two, and hopefully our last day for a while of a solo episode. Now, I saw yesterday a CNBC list of the top business books for the year. So while Jay's away, I thought I'd share my own favorite book of the year, And my expectation is that you're going to be reading this while consuming copious amounts of eggnog over the holidays. So my top book of the year is Empire of the Pain by Patrick Radden Keefe. It's just an incredible biography of the Sackler family and the company Purdue Pharma, which is the company behind Oxycontin. Keefe does a great job connecting the family and their invention to the opioid epidemic that's ravaging many Canadian communities. It was just such a fascinating investigation. It was so well written. I really couldn't put it down. So yeah, I highly recommend it. Take a look. And so here's what we've got for you, Peak Pals, today. For our first story, buy low, sell high. For our second story, expensive veggies. And for our third story, the great default. For our first story, Canada Pension Plan Investment Board, aka CPPIB, struck a $1 billion American deal to invest in single-family homes in the U.S., the pension fund's first entry into the market. So here's what you need to know about the CPPIB getting into real estate. First, some background. Blackstone, J.P. Morgan, and BlackRock in the U.S., and Tricon Residential in Canada are just a few of the investors buying up single-family homes and either flipping them or renting them out. Both prospective homeowners and investors are taking advantage of the pandemic's low mortgage rates, which is one reason why the Canadian housing market has just been so, so crazy. Now, some of these investors who have more leverage than typical buyers have been accused of driving up housing prices. In Canada, around 20% of home purchases are made by investors. Can you believe that? Now, CPPIB and Graystar Real Estate are teaming up to develop new communities to rent as opposed to scooping up existing homes on the market, like investors like BlackRock have. So you might be wondering why you should be caring about the CPPIB getting into the housing market. Well, what it is part of, and it's not exactly the same because they are building their own communities, but a lot of it is part of a bigger trend of huge pension funds and private equity funds throwing billions and billions of dollars into housing, which is only further commoditizing our homes and making it even tougher for younger generations to get into the market. And unfortunately, with this announcement, it doesn't look like this trend is going to end anytime soon. For our second story, a recent report found that the average grocery bill for a family of four will jump by $966 in 2022. Here's what's happening with food prices. So I don't know if you've noticed this, I certainly haven't, but food prices have climbed 70% in the last two decades. But the food price increase we're seeing now are more dramatic and can be tied to a few different factors, including supply chain bottlenecks, gaps in the job market, extreme weather events, and of course, that big I-word, inflation. This year, several Canadian universities put together Canada's food price report, which found that on average, food prices this year will rise 5 to 7%. Here's what they expect to happen. So high production costs from transportation to fertilizer supplies will hike dairy and restaurant prices by 6 to 8% due to high production costs. Production costs cover expenses like transportation and fertilizer. Wheat prices are hitting record highs, which will push baked goods prices by 5 to 7%. Vegetables will also cost more than 5 to 7% more. And fruits, 
3 to 5% more. Buy those clementines up right now. They're delicious. Of the smaller increases, meat and seafood will see the lowest price increase of up to 2%. So here's what you should care about food prices. Well, it's pretty obvious because we all eat it. With all the talk of inflation, this is really where you and I are going to fill the increase in prices. But more importantly, it's going to be lower income households who really bear the burden of higher food prices. The Peak Daily is brought to you by our title sponsor, TELUS. TELUS is proud of their leadership to bring connectivity to as many Canadians as possible. TELUS also believes we must work urgently and collaboratively to ensure that 100% of Canadians and Indigenous peoples living in Canada, including rural Canadian and Indigenous communities, can get access to reliable, high-speed broadband networks and connectivity by 2025. Read about the rural communities TELUS has connected at telus.com slash connectingcanada. For our last story, credit rating firm Fitch Ratings declared Evergrande in default after it missed deadlines for coupon payments or the interest it owes on bonds. And no, those are not the two-for-one granola bar coupons that I was using at No Frills last weekend. Surprise, Evergrande is back in the news. And here's a quick refresher for those who forget. Evergrande is a Chinese property developer, and they're actually one of the world's biggest. The company took on a bunch of debt to rapidly expand, and now they're struggling to pay it back. Evergrande's debts have ballooned to over $300 billion. It's been teetering on the edge of default since at least September, but it's so far been able to meet coupon payment deadlines right before the end of grace periods to avoid defaulting. Now to make matters worse, credit rating agency Fitch also labeled Kaisa, another indebted property developer in China, in default after it missed a $400 million payment deadline. The move could make it China's second biggest defaulter only after Evergrande and put around $19 billion in international bonds at risk. Now, on the China side, Evergrande and the Chinese government have not confirmed that the property developer has defaulted. And even though the Chinese government agreed to step in and help restructure Evergrande's piling debt, that process could take up to seven years. Now, Jay and I have been banging on the Evergrande drama on the Peak Daily for the past few months, but if you need a reminder, here is why you should care. So the biggest default in one of the world's biggest economies risks causing turbulence to global markets that are already burdened by COVID-19. So there's a reason why we keep talking about it, and that's because this could be the Chinese version of Lehman Brothers and trigger a global economic collapse. We sure don't hope so, but it's possible, and so it's worth paying attention to. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson, 306 Media Productions, for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Jay, wherever you are. And have a great day, everyone.